The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning, Boston, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast. This is the Boston Podcast. This is Dave, and this is the only Monday through Friday daily podcast in the greater Boston area that I know of. If you know of one, uh, hell, let me know. Uh, go to pod617.com, which is, by the way, where you go. If you're interested in your own podcast, what we do here in our Westwood studios is produce podcasts. You could be the next big podcast star, which sounds like a really shitty reality show that I'm sure is coming pretty soon. The next big podcast star. You might as well lay it on us now, people. I hope not. Anyway, maybe I should create that show. What do you guys think? Looking at my guest, yeah, Mike, go for it. Mike and John, who I'll it's introduce in one moment. Okay, no, it's not a great idea. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's happen. It's mediocre best, right? <laughs> it's, it's inevitable, is what it is. Before I introduce my guests, uh, I'm going to keep you in suspense for one moment while I tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply at usps.com/careers. By the way, the U.S. Postal Service is inviting everybody to a job party. It is. It's actually today. So I'm going to be honest with you folks. By the time you listen to this, you've probably missed it. But I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Uh, It's at Florian Hall, 55 Hallett Street, Boston, Tuesday, July 23rd. That's today, 12 noon to 5 p.m. It's almost over. But if you happen to listen to it, go to it. But if not, here's the good news. If you missed it, you can't miss the party. Just go to the website, usps.com slash careers for more intro and to apply online. Join the team and start an exciting career with the U.S. Postal Service. In God we trust. No, in God we trust is not their slogan. Deliver for the nation. I don't know if anyone would have noticed. They're both, they both make my heart swell with patriotism. So my guest uh, today, this is exciting. Well, first off, let me introduce my sidekick for the day, my good friend, Michael Klein. Michael, Hello, wel- David. welcome back to the show. Excited to be here. Thank you. You might remember Michael from past episodes of the Boston Podcast, where That'd he was here with, with his barbershop <laughs> buddies. That was a fun one. And then we did a sports one where... Somebody made an inappropriate joke, and we laughed for about 15 minutes. <laughs> you can go back and listen. I think, what, what were we doing that night? We were counting down something or just talking about it? We, we, uh, we were going oh. with the, the metaphors, base, baseball metaphors. Right, metaphors slash cliches. Right. right. And, and go ahead. I go actually ahead, I heard a reference to double-barreled action just yesterday. <laughs> See? <laughs> double-barreled. It was. It was that, that was the right answer. <laughs> we were go- yeah, we were goofing on the notion that when two relievers are... Uh, uh, warming up in the bullpen, and one's righty, one's lefty. The announcer always says double barrel action. And our good friend Chuck Robin, who's not here, so we can pick on him, he immediately shouted out, "Double fisted action in the bullpen," which caused us to uh, just kind of lose it, which <laughs> happens now and again. And uh, later, just kind of uh, funny to realize that it sounds very awful, awful and sexual, and it's actually not. Not, it's not just, at all. Uh, it just no, means no. Uh, I'm double fisted right now. I've got a coffee. And a beer, yep. and uh, because it's 4 p.m., and that's I guess what I do at 4 p.m. on a summer uh, eve. Now, our guest is an awesome magician and the most patient uh, man in the world because this podcast has been going for like seven minutes, and I still haven't <laughs> introduced him. He is, ladies and gentlemen, John Duke Logan. John is in the house. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for being here. 
Now, uh, I'm going to tell you, we're going to tell you a lot of cool things. First of all, John's going to actually do uh, a magic trick on this very podcast that will probably blow my and, and Mike's minds here. And maybe not so much you, the listener, but you know what? It, the <laughs> podcasting is an adventure, so we'll see. We're going to try to try. describe the action as it unfolds before us. The brand spanking new set of cards is already on our table here in the studio. Mm-hmm. But um, bef- so, John, so John is an accomplished um, magician. Um, he's, you can hire him, and he can teach you not only magic, but the secret of life. He's got a book out called The Perfect Illusion Life. There's a colon in there. And I'm not going to tell you where the colon is. You just have to figure it out. <laughs> uh, the Perfect Illusion, Life, which I gather, John, is available on Amazon, anywhere you find you find yeah. good books and yep. stuff like that. Okay. So well, hopefully. Hopefully good books. I or on your site. Yeah. On my website, johndukelogan.com. johndukelogan.com. Yep. All typical spelling, J-O-H-N. And, um, but, Michael, you introduced me to John. So before we get started, just quickly... Quickly, Michael. Now tell us, <laughs> tell us how you know each other because it's kind of a cool, a cool thing. Yeah. So similar to you, I I met you at a when you were quite young. I guess I, I was, was quite young 12. back then too. Yes. You were twelve. And yeah. I was you were forty-seven. Everyone yes. thought I was forty-seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, uh, other than barbershop, my my great love is, is student leadership and 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 uh, and helping young people grow. Right. Mm-hmm. You've, I think I've demonstrated that to you. So I work with an organization yeah. called uh, <laughs> MassStar, which stands for Massachusetts Student. Uh, what is it? Massachusetts Students <laughs> Accepting Responsibility. MassStar, and uh, and it's a conference, three day conference where accepting we have responsibility doesn't necessarily entail remembering spelling or what that acronyms <laughs> no, actually stand no. for. Leadership's more important. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. And and uh, uh, so so there's one delegate from every high school that that goes uh, fully funded by volunteers and other mm-hmm. people. It's a hundred percent volunteer network. Uh, the one year John was the representative, and I got to meet him, and uh, we had a. We, we've, we've developed our relationship ever since then, and I'm mm-hmm. proud to be his friend, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, as I am yours. A- abs- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Kidding aside, Michael was one of my first, when I went to overnight camp, he was one of my first camp counselors, and um, when it came time for me to get married years later, uh, Michael made the trip to uh, San Antonio, Texas, wow. and we had this little shtick uh, for the... Uh, I want to say it was the rehearsal dinner where you had to write your name, it, the blank, blank, blank name tag. So it was the, the instructions were write your name and what your relationship is to the bride or groom, but be creative. So Michael wrote, <laughs> Michael Klein, Dave's role model. And that um, and, uh, uh, made me laugh, and, was, and it's uh, also very true. So thank you. But I'm sorry, you mentioned the program. Is there a website you think people can go to yeah, if they uh, want to find out about it? it it's, uh, yeah, so you can go to math, Mass youthleadership.org or, Got it. or mm-hmm. MassStar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or ju- yeah, Google Massachusetts Youth Leadership Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got that one right, Connie. So well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Although in truth, all you said was Google it people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really, what, is really what everyone should say. When, how do we find or, out about or, it? Did you know how to use Google? Google? Yeah. yeah. Or duck, 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 go. I'm, I'm breaking what up. What did we do before Google? I'm breaking Google? up with Google, but that's another. That was crazy. Like, what did yeah. we do before Google? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. And, it, and Ask Jeeves, right? Ask Jeeves. We asked Jeeves. Alta, Alta Vista, AOL.com. <laughs> Three names. But no, you know what? I mean, it, it's, it's, you remember encyclopedias? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, John, you certainly appear to be younger than us, but, but oh, in, yeah. in the old, in the old day, well, you don't have to rub it in. In the, <laughs> in the old days, in the old days, it was, you had to have 
an encyclopedia. Well, you didn't have to have one in your home. There was usually like one kid on the block that had a full encyclopedia. Yeah. If you had to write a school yeah. paper, you basically went, you know, looked under, you know, Magellan or Aristotle or whoever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. basically reworded whatever it was <laughs> yeah. the encyclopedia. Or going to the library and use the Dewey Decimal System. Yes, yes. Yeah, which I still have no idea how to use. Yeah. I don't even know if they teach it. Do they yeah, even teach know. that anymore to kids? Because they, I don't know. Every kid I see now has an iPad. You right, know? it's like our phone, five the, years old. Man. The des- <laughs> the descendants, the grandchild, the great grandchildren of Mr. Dewey are trying to. You know who my grandfather is? Uh, you know Dewey Decimal System? Eh? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> what? what? No. Um, so John, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, and I mean, I was introduced to you by. Um, well, obviously, Kleine told me about you, but. The first video I watched was you blowing the mind of, I want to say it was one of the McCourty brothers. Was it Devin McCourty, or did you do magic tricks for... Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, in the locker room I did right. tricks to them, yeah. Well, uh, it, was, well it, was one, it was one particular Patriot. I might be getting it wrong, I don't know, but wh- whoever it was, he was, oh, thanks. He was yeah. blown away. He, he gave you one of those looks like, like you'll pardon the expression, but fuck you, man. <laughs> how, how did you just do that? But tell you'd start the story wherever you'd like. How you got into it, and how you end up yeah. being the the Patriots' official magician and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, what I say, it's funny, you know, when people say, "Oh, like, what do you do?" I say, "I'm a magician." People think I have like a bunny and a hat and all that type of stuff, and uh, or an afro like Doug Henning, perhaps. Exactly. Oh, I'm surprised you know Doug <laughs> Henning. Wow. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Remember Doug, Doug Henning. Henning? Yeah. Wow. Illusion, yeah. Uh, so it's but it's so I kind of consider myself more of a modern day magician, which means I don't use a lot of props in my show, mm-hmm. and the props that I do use are normally borrowed or just they're things that you can just buy from CVS. Uh, mm-hmm. I think magic should just be doing extraordinary things with ordinary objects. So that's kind of how I classify magic as and the type of magic I do. And uh, a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you get into magic? So I'll get into that if you if you want me to get into that. Yeah, but but before you go yeah. there, I, I couldn't help but but notice the CVS reference, which is awesome because mm-hmm. first thing I thought of was there's an SNL sketch about uh, it, it's kind of like if you forgot to buy a gift on on Valentine's Day for your honey, you go to CVS <laughs> and, yeah. and you end up with like these like cheesy like plastic roses and some some yeah. pathetic like bear like pink pink and blue <laughs> uh, teddy bear. Well, the receipts um, are like crazy there. Like I, I got like two true. Gatorades the other day, and the receipts were like taller than yeah, me. They could choke a python. Those receipts. <laughs> right? Yeah, and 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 <laughs> I'm picturing you being. See, I think this could be another angle, and this one's for uh, Free John for your own marketing efforts. If you could kind of <laughs> yeah. go all the way and be it's the C, the cool. CVS magician, and so you go. Like, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I just <laughs> came back. Well, that's that's one, but I just came back from CVS, and what you see before you here, um, a common scotch tape, uh, <laughs> some feminine hygiene uh, pads, and a uh, bag of peppermints. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'd love to know what kind of magic you could do with those. Red. I'm just picturing all those things. I was in I'll there. I'll think about it. I'll do a yeah. trick just for you. One Thanks of those big, pers- one of those big canes that that have the four, the, you know, the canes with the four things at the bottom mm. that the super old people use. I was in CVS today, and I was I was waiting for my prescription, so I started trying one of those out. <laughs> yes, I. That's what my life is like. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, tell me. Right. Yeah, tell me how you got. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I was 12 years old. And uh, I was really bored at my aunt's birthday party and just kind of keep myself busy, entertain myself. I went into the other room and just kind of starting developing magic tricks. And I went onto YouTube that night and just posted videos of me performing. So what when you say you kind of went in and you started concocting your own tricks using what? 
just kind of things I found around the house. Yeah. And like sleight of hand kind of stuff? Yeah, sleight of hand things, just different types of magic. There's different categories of magic, and sleight of hand is, you know, is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, but you have how, the mind reading. How did you know how to, how to do a trick? Right. Uh, so it's just, I would just kind of tested things out. So the first trick I thought of was everyone in the house was really drunk at the time. Yeah. It was, it was easy to try. I always tell people the more you drink, the better the magic looks. So yeah. Um, no, it's the first trick I thought of was taking a a coin and pushing it right through the bottom of a coffee cup. Mm -hmm. So I figured out a way to do that. And I went into the room and I showed people and they were like, how the hell did that just happen? I said, okay, you know, maybe I have something here. So I went on YouTube that night, posted a few videos of the tricks I, I thought of. But my face was in the videos, only my hands were. So a talent agency found the videos and reached out to me and said, hey, like, we really like your ideas. You know, do you want to be a creative consultant? Which means I get to de- develop magic tricks for David Blaine and David Copperfield and Penn and & Teller. Wow. Who are like really famous magicians if you don't know, who, if you yes. don't know them. So, uh, so again, they didn't know how old I was. So I said, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just ask my mom. Mm. <laughs> so that's when they realized I was only 12 years old. So wow. You should have pulled the trick like the kid did in Almost Famous, where, where you know, pretend, uh, yeah. sure, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get my back voice. to you on that. Exactly, yeah. So, the yeah, and the... So you're doing these. I thought he was, Kleine, I thought he was going to say you could only see his hands in the video, and he got a call from a talent agent, and he went on to become the next great hand model. It's you know, funny you say la, that. Uh, I, was, yeah. I did a uh, Toyota commercial, yeah. and it was magic themed, and I was the hand, hand model That's for so funny. that. Yeah, because they, they wanted uh, natural. I think it's on my website if you guys want to mm-hmm. check it out. But I, I think it's the whole theme was like a magic theme and you know doing hand motions with your hands, and they were like, well, we need like a real magician to like make it look natural and help them develop ideas like what would actually look real. So yeah, speaking of hand model, that's that's funny. If you saw it on TV, you have no idea it's me, but it was cool to see that. Yeah. John does have lovely hands. Oh, thank you so much. Could have gone either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's master of his domain though. Okay. So, so you did the coffee cup thing, you got the YouTube videos yeah. and so, and what, so did you actually end up, um, Selling, I, I'm might be phrasing this wrong. Selling tricks to the likes of of David Blaine, Penn and Teller, and who? Yeah, so I was able to become friends with people that worked with them, and I just learned a lot about magic and presentation and just magic in general. So I started performing more, performing more, and uh, I went on America's Got Talent a few years ago, uh, which was really a great experience. And then, oh nice, yeah. So that that was really fun. And well, no, hold on. How yeah. did how did you do? Oh, by the way, for my next trick, I'll forget to turn my email notification <laughs> off. And that's about the 400th show in a row. I've forgotten to do that. All right. It's, uh, it's, a, tr- it's a tradition. You it is. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Yeah. I know. I know. Listen, yeah. I couldn't have done it out without <laughs> the stupid Apple computer that never shuts anything off. Um, anyway, so you were saying, John. Go ahead. Yeah, no. It was, uh, so I went on America's Got Talent. I got all four yeses from the judges. So it was really cool. I got to meet a lot of uh, other acts and got to learn more about them and I'm, we're still friends till this day so really it was really funny all my friends wait who were the were who were the judges at that time it was howard stern uh howie mandel mel b and heidi klum cool yeah, it was really cool and uh was anyone particularly nice to you or not nice to you or no they were all nice to me um howie howie or seemed to be the one that enjoyed it the most let me, me, let me yeah. tell you something John. that's a good trick, a good <laughs> trick right yeah. let, me, let me tell you something you. it would look better if you had naked women behind you but it's a good <laughs> yeah. thing that's yeah. my Howard Stern. So doesn't anything look better? He's not that easy like to that? imitate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, distract. Talk about sleight of hand, distraction, yeah. right? What's, what's going on over there? Well, misdirection. Yeah, exactly, misdirection. Mis- sorry, direction. sorry. You're the magician. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's leave the jokes okay. to me. All right? <laughs> both, both you clowns. Um, 
So, uh, and what trick did you do on American American Sign Talent? Uh, was it a card trick? Or it, a was, it was a big sleight of hand routine where I was blindfolded, and they essentially chose a song, and I had to find the cards that matched up with that song uh, as I was blindfolded. So it was fun because I didn't know how they were reacting, which can kind of compared to other magicians that go on the show where they do they can kind of adjust if needed and see okay you know maybe this isn't getting a good reaction and adjust where I had no idea what was going on. Right, um, can't read the room at the time. You can't right? exactly yeah, you can't yeah. read the room. That's so important in magic. Mm -hmm. So, but I wanted to make it a little bit unique, a little bit uh, no, a little bit cooler. So. Yeah, so it was really cool. Uh, it was it was a really really fun experience. Yeah, it, I forget what happens on that show. Do you win or go to the next round or some such thing? Or yeah, I made it past a few rounds. Okay, so yeah, it was uh, it was cool though. But okay. yeah, we got to learn really learn behind the scenes and how the whole show works and you know meet all meet everyone. So it was a really fun experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then uh, and and so now what? And so then what happens? Uh, so yeah, so then I just perform more and more and more, and what ended up happening was. Uh, the I actually had my own show with the Patriots, the New England Patriots. So the media kind of nicknamed me the team magician for the Patriots. I had my own show with them. So the, a new player would come in every week, and I would do a trick to them in the studio. And it was just a fun way for the fans to learn more about the players, but using the magic. And, yeah, so it, that was really, really cool cool to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that that's what happened. And it, w it was interesting because... Uh, a lot of people... Tom Brady said, yeah. <laughs> I saw him in there a couple weeks ago, and he did some amazing things. At yeah. least that's the quote you attributed to well, him. Did he freak out when you did one of your tricks? Or? Yeah, so I was actually in the locker room. I performed to him, and uh, a few weeks later, a reporter asked him in his, in his press conference about me. And it was right. funny because I was like in the back of the room, and I was like, wait a minute, I just, did I just hear my name? Yeah. And so it was cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a really tall guy in, in, uh, in real life. <laughs> he towers over me, and I'm, yeah. I'm like 6'1", so... Uh, yeah. He towers over all of us yeah. in all respects. Okay, <laughs> and um, yes, I pray to him daily. Uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, so why don't we, let's let's do let's do a trick right now. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. And cool. I, and I'm gonna narrate as as best I can. Okay. So John came in with a deck of cards, which he claimed to be a brand new set of cards, but yeah. that just might be something magicians say. So he's he's well, the wrapper is right. Uh, what did you lose? I don't know where the wrapper to say it was brand new, but yeah. we still have advertisement cards, but that's all right. Oh, the wrapper. I thought you were, yeah. you were a multimedia uh, entertainment experience and you brought a wrapper along with you. But introducing Eminem. Magic is magic is is just uh, quite enough know. for us for one day. <laughs> but uh, okay, so go ahead. You cool. let us know what you're gonna do, and I'll try to fill in the the uh, narration when okay. necessary for this trick. Yeah. Now, here's, here's what we're going to do. Normally, uh, I call this the, the blind man's card trick. Okay. I'm not going to look at all. So I need you just to mix them up for me. me? All right. Kleine's going to yep. mix up the And uh, I'm going to turn my back, so I don't want to know and I don't want to know what's going on. Right. Kleine is, is fumbling awkwardly with the cards trying to mix <laughs> them up. Kleine, who taught you how to shuffle? Like, yeah, just no, mix them up. He, said, he didn't say shuffle. He said yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, however you want. Just make sure now I don't know Kleine's the order of the cards. making a big mess of them. Okay, good. And then again, I won't. I won't look, and okay. just put them face down into my hand. Okay. Okay. And let me just square them up. Are they face down? <laughs> yeah, they are they're face down. down. They're really okay. messy, but they're now, face down. I want to. I'm going to dribble down again. You keep me honest here. I'm, I won't look. Okay. You say stop whenever you'd like. Okay. That's you, Michael. Stop. Right there. Now, do you want to keep that card? Or do you want to change mine? It's up to you. You can keep it or change mine. Totally up to you. Let's let's do a different one. Ooh. Okay, it's gonna be that type of show. Okay, mix I it get up, it. <laughs> Mix it up. Okay, so you stop whenever you want. Okay. Stop. Right there. Now, do you want to keep that card or change your mind? It's up to you. 
Uh, let's keep that's a great one. Perfect. Take it out for me. Take it out. That's a yep. different card from the first time, yeah, by the way. Is it? In okay. case you're wondering. Yeah. Perfect. And put it against your belly button. So if I again, if I turn around, I can against against your belly button. <laughs> is that kind of show? Is that kind of show? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so can I turn around now? Yeah. yeah, you can. He's got it face down. That was honest, right? I was facing that. My my back was turned the whole time. Uh, no yes. way he could have seen it. No way. Yeah, there's no way he could have seen it. Okay. I agree. Uh, no mirrors anywhere, right? No mirrors. Uh, you can see that they're all down. No. Yeah. <laughs> I took out that. I took that out. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a little uh, experiment here. Um, can you repeat? Uh, just repeat after me. Okay. Yeah. Ace two three. Ace two three. Four five six. Four five six. Seven eight nine. Seven eight nine. Ten Jack Queen King. Ten Jack Queen King. Perfect. And can you do a uh, four five six again? Four five six. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Can you say Club Heart Spade Diamond? Club Heart Spade Diamond. Say one more time. Club Heart Spade Diamond. Did you have the four of hearts? Oh, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> is that it? Yes. <laughs> right, yeah, it. Everyone can see I have oh the four of hearts. God. He, yes, he is absolutely holding the, the, the four of hearts. All right. That's okay. So I, I, I would love to deconstruct that. Um, well, well so I, I know that you can't tell secrets, but are you allowed to talk about, like, how that... No, who says he's not allowed to tell secrets? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I don't, you can I, buy my book and learn 20 tricks. Yeah. Right All right. So just to recap what happened, okay? So John and, awesome. and yeah, I don't think... No, Klein, you correct me if I'm wrong. There are no, there, there is no magic. Well, I don't know, John, if you would admit to this. Some, I think some magicians do say there is no magic. It's just illusion. Or, I mean, at some point we're talking semantics. But uh, I, I presume you're not a sorcerer. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. That's what you want to believe. And he okay. turned. All right, fine. <laughs> In other words, he certainly it's did. Safer that he way. certainly did turn the other way. He held the card up when Kleine said to stop. It was the four of hearts. Kleine took it out. At no point did John turn around. Nope. And then Kleine just took the card and held it face down. Okay, yep. so at this point, we presume there's no way John knows it's the four of hearts. Now, he did that thing where he made you say everything. And, and mm -hmm. I've seen David Blaine and others, I think, do stuff like this where he goes through, like, the alphabet and... I, I want to say David Blaine did it to some celebrity, and he was trying to guess the name of the celebrity's like dead cousin or something, or some some distant relative or something. Mm -hmm. And he starts going through the alphabet and couldn't, and apparently could notice like a tick in the person's with you, tells you, with tells mm -hmm. when they got to the one it was. Now Kleine had to say all the numbers out. Now mm -hmm. I was sitting here listening. We could play back the tape, but <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear you say four any different than the others. But you might have. Might have. Yeah. Um, now, on the, the other hand, now John's sitting here like the, the cat that ate the canary because <laughs> because he knows obviously he knows how he did it, and we don't. But um, or I mean, or Kleine was I, that I, I even tried to be different, you know, because I to I go thought that might have had something to so. go the other way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but do you think Kleine mm -hmm. that that was just showmanship when he went through that, and that he actually knew it was the four of hearts all along? I, I, I have no idea how he did it at all. Therefore, it's a good trick. I'd go the same way that yeah. you went where, where you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that as people, there's things that we, we, we do that we're not aware of that if you listen carefully, John might pick up on frequencies we don't, but I don't now know. Now, I presume you're not going to tell us how you did it. So can you tell us anything about that dynamic, that thing where you – because because I'm burping, pardon me. Um, because if that's what's called, that's good podcasting. That's narration. <laughs> that was not a trick. I actually burped. So mm -hmm. when that would presumably be very 
effective in real life. Right. You know, you know yeah. in everyday life, it, it, you could tell when somebody is lying. I don't know. T- can you tell us about that dynamic at least? So let, let, me, let me propose this then. So, so a lot of people in the world right now, uh, they think there's two types of magic. The first type is the magic that magicians do, right? The second type is real magic. Mm-hmm. But does real magic actually exist? You're talking and about like black magic, yeah, the and occult. It, yeah, yeah and, and if it doesn't exist, yeah. then magicians are trying to mimic something that doesn't really exist, which is somewhat odd, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, should magic be that trick or is magic a feeling that you get mm. it's a, is it that, is th- that is the trick i did is that the magic or are you guys saying how the fuck did he do that yeah. is that the magic of you questioning wait a minute that's that can't be real but it was just real was is mm-hmm. that your mind changing your perspective on thing is that the real magic uh i'm confused hold on hold on Let's go back in time to 90 seconds before when I was less confused. No, no. Um, I guess what I, I think what you're getting at in, in seriousness is um, we, we, like I said at the beginning, we presume that there is no real like sorcery. You're not in touch. That There wasn't like some spirit that entered the studio right before you did that trick and helped you do it or whatever. So it's a trick. It, it's a trick. You, you somehow knew that that was the card. And right, I guess what you're saying is it made it appear as if you have... ESP, or or you could read Connie's mind, or you could see through the back of that car, X-ray vision. <laughs> none of the none of those things we presume are true. So therefore, there was a way you did it, and that is entertainment. I mean, I suppose it's not. I don't know how deep we want to go down this rabbit hole. I, I suppose it's not that much different than you know uh, Larry Bird making a pass, you know, over his head, blind, or Michael Jordan like putting the ball like behind his back and then dunking, mm-hmm. and all of us saying, "What do we all say? How did he do that?" How did he do that? I, I, I guess, in a, in a matter of speaking, it's not that much different. This, to me, is, is more fun because if I had the hops of Michael Jordan and the dexterity, I might be able to do some of that stuff. This, you have to know how to do it. Right? Well, here, here's the thing. It's, it's very similar to my philosophy about, about magic is that I think my, my whole phrase in life is that impossible is just a word. So to me, magic to me is simply any situation in life that you thought was impossible become impossible mm-hmm. that can be a card trick that can be larry bird doing the behind the back pass blindfolded right, right. Man, that's magic movie. something that you thought was impossible <laughs> yeah. become impossible so to me it's it's kind of like i don't perform magic to fool people or trick people i perform magic so you right now saying wow if if john can do something impossible then why can't i achieve yeah. something that i thought was impossible maybe a professional goal a personal goal something like that yeah it makes me think right. that that this is pretty cool this is pretty cool i think you're onto something here <laughs> um uh which yeah. i'm gonna steal no like yeah. let's say you uh you're going into a job interview and it's for your dream job and it's like the president of creative control at walt disney world or so i'm just making shit up that happens to be my dream job, but <laughs> or, or maybe not. Well, speaking anyway. of that, I'm doing actually a keynote with the vice president of Magic Kingdom, the former vice president of Magic Kingdom, in a few weeks. Really? Yeah, That's very cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you think I knew that? <laughs> Magic. No, <laughs> but, no, you want to be the water boy for that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would be. So, th- so where I was going?
going with that was let's say you walk into the it's 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 your dream job and you you got to go on a job interview and you walk in there and there are 12 people in the room and just um, by circumstance, you either know all the people in the room or you kind of know what they're all about. And every one of them has a more glorious resume than you do. They're all more experienced than you. These, this is the cream of the crop. And you say to yourself, you know, even if I go in and I kill in this interview, they're probably going to go with somebody else. And that's fine. But you say to yourself, is there something I can do in that interview? Some turn of phrase, something that I can do to appeal to this person I'm sitting across from that actually might make them just light bulb and go, shit, this mm-hmm. is the guy I should hire. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, it's, it's kind of wonderful and frustrating at the same time. The answer is, yes, there probably is something. Of course. Now, I mean, half the time it's like, good luck trying to figure out what, what it is. <laughs> yeah. But that's why... That's I, the fun of it, though. It is, that is the fun of it. That is the fun of it. Like, you know, if you can, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, uh, for some reason, I'm reminded of this, the final scene in Usual Suspects where Kevin Spacey is like looking around the room making shit up based on things he sees like in the, on the wall and stuff. And if, if the cop could have figured out that he was actually pulling these little things off the wall, he could have solved the mystery right there. But he, mm. but he didn't. It's like if you can walk into somebody's room near a job interview and pick out a bunch of shit around the room and all of a sudden you derive something about this person, something that's going to touch them and appeal to them and make you think, hey, that person across from me has, has some real substance to him. But, um, but I do that before meetings. I'll like, I mean, now, you know, you Google people, you look on their Facebook page, you know. I once went into a meeting just, and this is probably me at my most manipulative, but I was just meeting with like a lawyer and it was just a chit chat, get to know better, maybe someone who could help me in business. And the person left their, I hadn't met him, but they left their Facebook page unlocked. So I'm like perusing their Facebook page. <laughs> and she said she was suffering from like massive allergies that day. And so I walked into the office and I was like, God, allergies are terrible today. And she goes, me too. <laughs> and so, and so again, manipulative. Yeah. But, but. I don't know. Was I dishonest, or was that a trick? Huh. Hmm. There you go. Dep- yeah, it depends how you want to look depends at how it. You look sure. At it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Psychology ahead, of sales. Clark. Psychology of sales. But I mean, John, John, and I have a, we've had a lot of conversations about this. You know. Yeah. And, and that's that's where, you know, that's where I hope we dive in with more than John is just like a fun magician, but he's actually helping executives run better companies by using magic and by understanding. Uh, the concepts of magic. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening? So after the Patriots, um, I, I so on paper it sounds like a great thing. I have my own show with the Patriots players and doing magic and all this stuff. Uh, and it w- it was crazy because like every news station wanted to do a story on me and. It was, it was kind of like overwhelming. And it's like I'm just doing during the Super Bowl. You were everywhere. Super, yeah, it was it was crazy. <clears throat> Wait, 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 wait. Before you go yeah. any further, we got to spread this rumor. You remember that play when uh, Edelman threw it to Amendola, you know? Yeah, And yeah. Edelman catched the pass, and he's going to throw the ball to Amendola. <laughs> just, uh, where did the Patriots come up with that kind of <laughs> trickery? <laughs> where did they imagine right. that kind of magic? Well, this, this is guy the guy right here. Right well, here. I like to use the, the story <laughs> of, you know, how they were down 28 to 3? Yeah. And everyone was saying they need a miracle to come back yeah. in when they need some sort of magic. Sure. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so it was so, so you, at the, but at the end of the day, you know, I kept I would do you know, I would do the do the tricks and I'd be driving home and so yeah, that was fun. And then just after a while I just reali- I just realized that I just I felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. I felt like there wasn't it was just me performing magic tricks to people who play football. And I know that's really weird. And by to the say. way, w- was the idea someone in the Patriots organization just thought 
good good morale booster, good uh, fun distraction. Was that was yeah, it anything so, more complicated than that? Or? Uh, so essentially, I, I it was a digital media job there that I applied to, and they oh, saw my resume that I was a magician. So they kind of took oh, cool. a, you know, they, they, they did both. Yeah. Um, so, but something's I, missing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I felt like there's just something missing, and I said, "This does this. It just doesn't seem right that." Uh, them is using magic just to fool people and trick people. And I ended up leaving the Patriots and we, and I stopped doing the show with them because I really wanted to take magic to that next level of not, not like tricking people, but really helping people. And how can, how can you, how can I really use magic as a way to look at something from a different perspective? How can I teach people to really change their lives, not just use magic as an entertainment purpose, but as an educational purpose. So I did a lot of research on creativity and perception and team building and uh, optimism and how to use magic. How can I integrate magic into that? So people are learning in a fun way. Mm-hmm. So that's so mm-hmm. that's what I really what I do now. And uh, I end up I end up leaving the Patriots and I pursue that. And I also work for a company in Boston called uh, New View Media, which is a video production company. And we work with uh, mission oriented entre- entrepreneurs who are really trying to get their mission out there. So the founder of uh, the company is uh, Tom Dodge, and we work at the CIC in Boston, which is the Cambridge Innovation Center. It's one of the most innovative buildings, I would say, in the country. And we're surrounded by mm. entrepreneurs who mm. are very action-oriented, want to make a difference in the world, and very very I've similar been, to I've, me. I've been there, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, the cynical part of me wants to say it's just the second coming of the dot-coms with the uh, foosball and the, you know, the, the fridge with the beer in it and things like that. However, there it, it is, it, I admit, it's pretty cool. And the model for that building, I guess, is you can get a bunch of different ways to participate, but you, you can get an office and then you share all this kinds of conference space, mm-hmm. and then they have mixers with the... Yeah, it's all these crazy millennials yeah. running around clients drinking their crap <laughs> beer and talking about how smart they are. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it is a cool model. It it's is a, it, cool, it's, yeah. It's a, lot of, a lot of the resources are shared and mm-hmm. a lot of startups in that building. Go yeah. ahead. Yep. So it's, it was, it's just great connecting with people. Like we've raised over $4 million uh, in Kickstarter campaigns just by helping people uh, with their mission-oriented... Uh, tell their story better? Yeah, tell their story better. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's really cool because I use magic as a way to, to help people look at things from a different perspective, but other people, other companies do that as well, either with their product or service. So not only am I helping produce video for people, helping people with their personal professional life, but I'm also doing uh, magic when I don't do the video stuff and the keynote talking. I do a lot of creativity keynotes. So I, so I help teams, whether that be a, a corporate team, entrepreneurship conference, leadership conference, uh, and I help them, how can you look at something from a different perspective? How can you tackle a challenge from a different perspective? But I use magic as a way to engage them. So they learn a really fun way. And, you know, if I can achieve the impossible using magic, then why can't you achieve the impossible, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, with your team? So that's why the whole phrase that impossible is just a word. So it's really fun. It's really, really fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Klein. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so like just when you do it, when you do a trick for us, you do, mm-hmm. you tell, you find the four of hearts that re- we automatically go into problem solving mode. We we like we can't help mm-hmm. it. Let's try to figure out how he knew that. Yeah. And we start picking things apart. Yeah. And we'd have to get really creative to figure out it's, what you already figured out. It's right? really funny. So I do an experiment uh, in my when I do a lot of uh, motivational talks, and I have someone. So I so I have a deck of cards. I say take take out any card you want. So this, you know, when I do a keynote for like a thousand people, or whatever, I say take 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 out a card. Sure, everyone, I won't see it. And they take it out, they uh, hold it up, mm-hmm. 
And I say, okay, I thought of a card before I, before I came here, and I, and I wrote it down, and I opened up, I said, I was thinking of the Three of Diamonds. And the card ends up being the Three of Diamonds. Mm-hmm. And people go crazy. It's like, oh, my God, how'd you do that? And the lesson is I teach how I do it. Because I say, so okay, right, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So can you teach us how you? How well, you I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to right now. Yeah. Okay, so back up because as usual, I wasn't paying attention. That's so right. it, 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 it's I, I heard the part about how you said you wrote down something beforehand. It's a great show, Dave. You should listen. I know, <laughs> I know. Boston podcast. Yeah, so um, I'll, yeah, I'll just go through it again. So I have someone. Go ahead. Yep. I uh, take a deck of cards. I mix them up. I have someone take out a card, uh, and then they they hold it up, and I say the card that I was thinking of was the three diamonds, and I wrote it down the three diamonds, and that's their card. So I ask the people, I say, okay, let's go over the facts right now. Because everyone's trying to figure it out. I say, let's go over the facts. I took out the the deck of cards. I showed you you that they're all different. I mixed up the cards. I had you take out a card. And the card that you took out was the card I was thinking of. That's all correct, right? And people would say yes, right? Okay, yeah. And the thing is, I say... No, that's not correct. When did I show you that all the cards were different? Yeah, I was just thinking mm. that. Right, right. So they, yeah. Yeah. So all the cards are three of diamonds, but everyone, okay. especially adults, they overanalyze solutions. They say, okay, he must have done this, must have done this, must have done this. But no, the easiest way to do it is just have a whole deck yeah. of three of diamonds, right? And as adults, we tend to overanalyze challenges that are in front Kleine, of us. Kleine, grab that deck. Grab yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw it, he fanned yeah. it out for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem yeah, with yeah, that one was yeah. we, yeah. Saw, we saw yeah, that Yeah, that one. makes it oh, even more amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so it's really that's like kind of one thing I do do in my creativity keynote. Say like sometimes the answers can be right in front of us, and we tend to overanalyze uh, things, and that's what magic is. Magic is taking is is using assumptions that we already know and making it a little bit different. Taking our using our assumptions against us, so we can say, wait a minute, okay, well, this is what I th- how I thought it was done, but wait a minute, if I take a step back, oh, from this angle, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one, now I'm now I'm thinking, Klein, you see, he, he's not going to tell us all these things, but it, you would think that that trick is limited because we're just say four diamonds for whatever it was, four, four you, hearts, four, no, 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 the oh, one, the three of diamonds, oh, the three, three diamonds, diamonds, yeah. So you've got a deck of cards. It's a trick deck of cards. They're all three of diamonds. So of course you're going to pick the three. Di- yeah. But but you could you could um, like sleight of hand swap it out for a normal. De- In other words, you show people the normal deck, show people the normal deck, and then you kind of put it down on the table, and and then you come back after some little discussion joke something that took mm-hmm. people's eyes off it now you come back now you got the trick deck but yeah. they don't realize that, I, I cu- I that could, sort of thing i could do yeah. that uh yeah. but the lesson that i want to teach people is that sorry i didn't mean to get away from the larger mm-hmm. oh no 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 no, no but that's yeah. a, that's one way i could do it though no you're completely correct that's how yeah. I, that's how i could do it you yeah. know but the lesson is that you know you assume that all the cards were different you know we we create facts in our minds without knowing all the facts right. and that's how that's how assumptions can actually uh mess with our problem solving process because everyone has different experiences, different perspectives, different assumptions, but we have to have everyone try to throw out all the ideas at once. And that's how we can be really creative in life right. is not over analyzing things. It's like the scene in Ocean's Eleven. It's like they can't be robbing our bank. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the <laughs> vault right now. It's <laughs> like, well you think you're looking at the vault, but what you're looking at is a video that uh, George Clooney and Brad yeah, Pitt replaced with a different yeah. video. So yeah. I I I uh, yeah, I love thinking about this stuff because yeah. it's like um, so much of life is perception and we trust certain things that we just expect. We expect mm-hmm. the deck of cards to be a normal deck of cards. We wouldn't, mm-hmm. imme- we, our mind wouldn't jump to, well, that's a trick deck of cards. I always, I, I, t- I think, or, they, or it can go the other way where yeah. we're assuming it must be a trick deck of cards. Well, it's, it's very right. funny you say that. Oh, so, right, yeah. so I have, a, so my consultant, his name is Stathy, and Stathy is one of the most creative 
people I know. And when we develop routines, after every show or before every show, we always call each other up, try to discuss new ideas. And one of the ideas that we talk about is uh, p- uh, packing really light. Well, so I kind of talked about, talked about this in the beginning where I don't use a lot of props in my show. Mm-hmm. I can, it's kind of like a minimalistic approach to magic because if I have this big fancy box up on stage you're not going to recognize it and you're going to automatically assume that it's a, it's a fake box. I'm or you, if I bring something up on stage and say, I've never seen that before, you're automatically going to assume that it's a, it's a, it's a fake something. Mm-hmm. So everything John, I I'm do... John, I'm not going to have you come on this podcast and malign Gallagher and Carrot Top, okay? <laughs> it won't be done. No, I'm kidding. Okay. So you usually go up with just like deck of cards or not... Or, or so I, can, I, I, I take it you can do tricks. I know Blaine does this and probably Chris Angel and other... They do little mini street tricks where they go up and they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. They, they just, it's like number guessing games and, and they end up yeah really twisting people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, my goal is, or in staff, and I develop routines is, is we don't want to have a lot of props in, in this, in the routine. So there's a, there's a philosophy in magic called the visible and invisible compromise. And the visible compromise is using a prop that creates a barrier between you and this person and the spectator. The spectator is the, the spectator in magic is the person that's I'm doing the trick to. So in this case right. you'd be the spectator, right? right? <clears throat> uh, so a visible compromise would be there's a prop that I'm using uh, that creates a barrier between us. An invisible compromise is there's no there's really no props. It's a very a minimalistic approach. And in our opinion, the best of magic uses a invisible compromise, the mm-hmm. thing that's very hands off because that just makes people say, wait a minute, he how did he how do he do that? If you know he if I use a prop then say, okay, you must have used some sort of right. sleight of hand, it does something this or that, you know. Um but th- that's kind of how we how we a- approach magic. And it, it's kind of the same thing, you know, if you if a lot of props are on stage, again, people are gonna assume they're fake or they're gonna assume something that's they're not normal. Right, sawing right. the woman. Nobody really thinks the woman is getting sawn in Right, it's like, okay, right. it's, so, it's something to do with the box. It has right, something right, to do right. with the, the woman, mm-hmm. something to do with this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, so it really, you really wanna do it where there's not a lot of props up on stage. And I think people appreciate that. So I, I think magic is doing extraordinary things with ordinary objects. And mm-hmm. that's what magic should be a, about because that's what, that's what makes it more believable. If I borrowed, you know, again, I brought these deck of cards, cards in, but, but they all, mm, you saw me deck. open them up. They, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're a brand new deck of cards, you know, but if I did it with your deck, you know, it would have been, you probably would have reacted the same, but going back like later on time and be like, wait, damn, it was my deck of cards, right? Right, even it's yeah. just, I can do it with your deck. Of, it doesn't really yeah. matter, yeah. but it's this idea of borrowing things from the from the audience. I borrow cell phones in my show. I, I borrow rings in my show. How do people like do like? Th- yeah, there's a guy that goes on Fallon. I forget his name. Dan but, White. Yeah, Dan White. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. Dan White. So Stop oh, and okay. I know Dan White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll do stuff like. You David know, Diaz is no Dan White. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hardly. I'm not even David Copperfield. Um, I'm making this beer disappear. It's about the best I'm going to do today. Mm, might be uh, so the the well, I'm halfway really through, Klein. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Sam. Uh, is this Sam Adams? No, Shipyard Summer Ale. Not a sponsor <laughs> of the show. You hear me? <laughs> Shipyard. Could be. Not impossible. Free, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, good one by you, Klein. Uh, you know the the ones that do shit like. Uh, 
you know, can I have your cell phone? And it's like, well, I can't find my cell phone. And, okay, well, I baked this cake for you. And you open up the cake, and there's the person's cell phone. It's like, what? It's like, yeah. how? How in God's name? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, I know you're not going to tell us, but that, that kind of stuff blows my mind. Like, are, it, does, does someone like Dan White require really intricate planning to, uh, for something like that? Um, some tricks require more planning than other tricks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it, it, like, like you said, when you said, oh, where's my cell phone? Oh, it's, it's in the cake or whatever it's in. Yeah. There's a, uh, so one of the strategies I talk about when I do my creativity keynotes is telling a story. Uh, people are much more fascinated by storytelling than just facts. You know, like for instance, if I said, you know, uh, imagine you could see the entire city of Boston within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's like pretty cool. Like I can see the entire city of Boston. Well, that's, that's an airplane, right? Right, right, <laughs> right? right. But compare it to me saying, like, let's say I was on Shark Tank trying to pitch an, the airplane concept, right? And say, okay, imagine you can see the entire city of Boston within 10 minutes. That draws you in. Mm-hmm. Compared to just saying the facts and compared to saying, okay, we built this big machine thing. It has wings. You can put people inside it. It can float. People are like, you know, okay. You know, right. well, so, so it's storytelling, right? So a concept that magicians use all the time is doing a twist ending with a story. Mm. So Penn and Teller are, uh, if you don't know them, they're very, very famous magicians. They're, they're famous for doing a twist yeah. ending. There's a very famous trick where uh, uh, they invite someone up on stage, they borrow their cell phone, and just using sleight of hand, uh, Penn, one of the magicians, throws a cell phone behind him and Teller catches it. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, the way they do it, they do it very secret, secretly so the person on stage, the spectator, can't see it, but everyone else in the audience sees that he just chucked the phone over the head and Teller has it now. Right. So everyone says, okay, now Teller's going to do something with the phone, whatever, and he puts it into this little pulley in the thing, and the phone goes up, and now they don't know where the phone is, right? So a lot of the audience thinks, okay, I, okay we're in on the trick now. We know how right. it's going to work. And yeah. the, only, the person up on stage is the only one that doesn't know. But the twist is that at the end... He says, okay, now uh, can you call your cell phone? And they call it, and it's in the audience. Mm. So they go in the audience. It's, it's in this big box. So they pick up this big box, and they bring it up on stage, and they cut the box open, and it's a, it's a dead fish. <laughs> yeah. It's a dead fish. It's like five feet big, right? right? And they cut the fish open, and the phone is in a little bag in the fish, yeah, see, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, it's like, so it's like, okay, the audience knows it's going to disappear, okay? And then all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, it's in the, in the fish. No, and Pella, ten, Penn and Teller do this all the time. Wait, the did, the audience, did the audience still think the, the phone was in some bag behind Penn's head or something? Or... or yeah, yeah, so yeah, so like so it was a surprise think. to the audience too yeah. at that point because I've seen them do shit like that where they're like, they did something with fake blood and they're like, you know, and this, so it looked like I got stabbed. So obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, this isn't, this is fake blood. This isn't real blood. Yeah. And then he'll take a knife and like stab it into his face and go, "This is real." Exactly. Though. And, point that, and then yeah. it goes, "Oh my god!" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because yeah. they they turn the screw on it's you. It's great. Yeah. They, you yeah. think that you're going in for one thing, and then all of a sudden they yeah. do a big twist ending. Now. Yeah. It's kind of be it'd be like me like doing that three of diamonds trick and show you know and doing the trick and showing okay take out a card, uh, you know it's three of diamonds right, and then I show you that they're all different. I say okay now 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 that you know the trick let's do it again. I have you take out a card, and I guess it, and they're like wait a minute and the whole deck is different right. Mm-hmm. It's like wait a minute I thought he was gonna teach me it but wait he he switched the deck somehow right. Mm-hmm. So you think you're gonna know but then it's a twist ending, and companies can actually learn from this as well. A lot of leadership. Uh, 
leaders can can learn from this where let's say it's apple right and apple wants to release like the iphone 20 right i don't know iphone 20 and they have all these cool features on it and they have a list to say okay this is going to include this 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 now everyone's talking about it but but people are going to kind of fade out once they kind of know what it what it is so let's say a day before that the big launch something gets quote-unquote leaked and they say oh yeah what well, did you hear that if you drop it from the empire state building it won't crack Right. And you're like, wait, wait, that's cool. Right. It's that little twist thing that they leave out until the very, very end to have people talk about it again. Uh, They lead you down one way and then all of a sudden they do they take a sharp left turn. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, so just to get people talking. So magicians use it all the time. It's the the twist ending concept. And a lot of leaders uh, and companies can learn from it as too, just to get people to talk about their their product. And they the 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 consumer, the person thinks that they know everything. And at the very, very end, they you, you do something, you do a twist. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I mean, it because it's just a fun way of messing with people. <laughs> like the, um, yeah. like the. I mean, one of the oldest uh, gags in the well, the oldest gags I can remember is when, when I was a kid. You know, I went to the aforementioned Walt Disney World and the famous Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. ride, and you walk into the first room, and the room starts. Uh, stretching it looks like you're either sinking or the room is somehow stretching and it's really just the the walls are just kind of going up but mm-hmm. the illusion is that like either you're sinking or so and um it it's just it it's just cool to mess with people's perception someone should do something like a a, a ride or some attraction or something that messes with people like on an elevator because i always think that when i get on an elevator and i hit 26 and then i go off and i get off at 26 I, I say to myself, I'm on the 26th floor, and typically I am. But the only reason I think I'm on the 26th mm-hmm. floor is because that's what the elevator told me. Yeah. You know, that's the way that the thing was labeled. Yeah, yeah, But if yeah. you wanted to mess with people, a yeah. very simple reprogram, and all of a sudden, you know, you're on the 100th floor or you're in the basement, yeah. and you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, it, it's uh, so I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, let me ask you few more minutes. You got a few more minutes? Yeah. Maybe 10 more minutes? Okay. Whatever, yeah, whatever you need. Okay, cool. Uh, I do need to take a break and tell you a little bit more about our sponsor, U.S. Postal yeah. Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today. USPS.com slash careers for mail carriers to corporate management. The Postal Service works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas, everything you need to know is at usps.com slash careers. This is the point in the live read where I usually get bored and try to mix it up and maybe apply it to what we're talking about. So it's no illusion, people, that the policy of the Postal Service is to provide equal employment opportunity. No tricks here and prevent employment (laughs) discrimination. The Postal Service, without the slightest of hand seeks to oh that was bad that was bad no. somebody somebody, somebody show me out for that one uh in which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration david copperfield flexibility fairness and doug henning so that all employees are able to participate david blaine and contribute uh to their full potential apply today the website once again is usps.com slash careers the united states postal service deliver for the nation uh not my best work but but uh you know it, it's it's all about effort a for effort Kleine? well i'll give it a quick tie so i mean you got the, a tie yeah well the, well you know i i get one of the things i learned from john is it, it starts with uh c- 
can this be done, right? So I'm, I'm going to throw a telephone through the wall, I think, is the one that you gave oh, me, yeah, right? Yeah. So whether or not he has a trick for that yet, uh, that's something that he says, okay, well, let me figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And here's the post office that says, hey, for 49 cents, within two days, you're going to have a letter that comes from Atlanta, and it's going to be at your doorstep. And that's it's not magic. It's not yeah, magic. It is. Yeah. But it is magic. Well, if, you, well, if you think about it, it's actually blown my mind since I was a kid. It's yeah. corporate magic. Well, yeah. someone hundreds of years ago thought, okay, you know, what if, what if I could write something, or I'll just take it another level, you know, what if there was a button that, something I could fit in my pocket, I press the button, <laughs> and all of oh, a sudden, yeah. 10 minutes later, a pizza appears next to me. Yeah. That's crazy, right? I That's know. crazy. That's I just know. a pizza app on your phone, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, But it's crazy how, like, it's the same thing with the post office. You know, someone, I bet someone, like, 500 years ago was saying, there's no way if I write this little letter that someone can get it the next day on the other side of the world. Yep. Right. That's an impossible idea. Right. Right? right? And yep. then look how 500 years later, it's you're, like now this they have Amazon Prime, which is doing, I think they're doing like a one-day shipping now. Yeah, right. Right? It's it's. And you say, yeah, you say to yourself, you want, it's almost like. It's, it's magic. It's, it, 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 does, it, does, it does, it does, it does <laughs> feel like magic because if, if, sometimes it feels like when, when they, when it's super efficient, it feels like they couldn't have done it any faster, really. If they had a pigeon fly right to my uh, apartment and snatch the letter and just fly directly to the person it's going to, yeah. like it seems to get there just as fast. And then it's like, well, yeah, that must cost a thousand dollars. No, it's like six ninety nine. <laughs> or if you want to send it regular mail, it's it's, it's thirty seven. So what is a, a stamp now? I should know. Sorry, U.S. Postal Service. We'll so look that up. So it's, it's all magic until you take it for yeah. granted. Yes, or, or until you know the answer. Again, right. it, again, it's any situation in life that you thought was impossible. Impossible to become possible. That that yeah. is magic. So it can be a car trick. It can yeah. be the U.S. Postal Service. It can be an iPhone. It can be yeah. anything. That's and we're we're belaboring magic. the point, but like the the it's funny how it some roads lead to magic and others don't. Like air travel convenience ha- has not seemingly improved in a half century. I mean <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. I can see really. However, uh, the GPS device on on your phone. I mean, you think about that. Some th- at some point, somebody said, let's develop this thing where we're going to uh, allow people to follow directions just based on what they're looking at on their phone. It's like, okay, well, what do we need? Well, we just need a map of every roadway in the, <laughs> United, in the continental right. United States yeah. and Canada. You know, and, and it's like, okay, forget it. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. who's going to do that? Like, yeah. it, it, that, to me, it, it, it blows my mind that we actually have that. Well, it's a it's a and there's still fucking traffic out there every day, right? It's no, it's crazy. (laughs) So it's like with you know, I always kind of give this example. It's like imagine that you could look up at an airplane in the sky and instantly know where it's going within five seconds. People, people, I try people try to guess how how you could do that. It's like okay, maybe you could see the wing on it. It's like no, you can know exactly where it's going. And people, people like no, that's impossible. Well, that's what Siri can do. So if you ask Siri, if you say Siri, what planes are above me right now? It'll pop up and it'll tell you the model. Really? It'll tell you where it's Love going. It. It'll tell you the time, the departure, and you click on one and say, "Okay, that's going to Miami." Mm-hmm. And it's creepy, but <laughs> that's like that's that's mm-hmm. that's magic. That's someone, magic. someone, I don't know. When was the series? Two thousand eight. Series was created, I think. So, Sounds about right. Yeah. So, you know, ten years it was two thousand nineteen now, but eleven years ago, they said, "Okay, you know, what if?" People, what if I can sit on a park bench, look up out in the sky, and know where the plane is? Let's see if we can try to develop that. Like that's crazy. Are you doing it right now? It is. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, Um, test it out. What can I help? Siri, when were you created? I don't exactly have a birthday. My first day as an assistant was October fourth, two thousand eleven. Okay. Okay. I think the iPhone was two thousand eight. I think maybe that's something I'm confusing. 
Yeah, I don't know. Be, oh, okay, so five years ago, yeah. Let's or see if Alexa has a better... Yeah. Alexa, I'm going to turn her up. Alexa, volume 10. Are you paying attention, Alexa? Okay. <laughs> uh, Alexa, when were you created? My birthday is November 6, 2014. Oh, she didn't come around until 2014. Wow. Seems like she's been around Less forever. <laughs> Pain in the ass. Let me ask you a couple quick things about other magicians, and then yeah. we're up against the clock. But I'm just curious, like... Um, I have seen. Oh, first of all, this is what the, we were talking about the street magic shit. Which I'm sorry, not shit. But but th this one kind of annoyed me for some reason. So this is an actual trick I'm gonna do on Kleine because he's the the weaker minded of you two. Um, so, <laughs> no so, doubt. No, I'm no just doubt. kidding. I'm just kidding. I want a civilian. I want to try it on a civilian. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was the whole trick. David Blaine walks up to someone and says, "I'm thinking of. Uh, please think of a number between mm -hmm. one and a thousand. Okay, mm -hmm. you got it. Mm -hmm. Okay." Is it, it? <laughs> is it Kleine? John knows it already. Kleine? Yeah, go ahead. Is it 333? It's not. Okay. Okay, no. so you, you phrase that. No, no, that's... <laughs> I can teach you that. Really? Close, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is how what you do it. What was it, Kleine? What was uh, it? Uh, 132. What's that? that? Your number was 132. No. How amazing <laughs> would that been, though? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, no, so tell so me, this John. Is, this is... So you... you I know what the trick is. He did it 20 times, and he only included the one where he got it right in the special. But go, but go, but go ahead. <laughs> they film it a thousand times. And it could be a thousand. Right. No, there is something about how I read this. It, it is. was just something about how people's minds work that they will tend to divide things or whatever. So yeah. this is how it works. Um, it, it is funny because, kind of back, just backing up a little bit, magic is all about the experience. Mm -hmm. you, you're not going to remember what trick I did, but you're going to remember... How you, how, how you felt about it, right? And that's the same thing yeah. how you presented that trick. Now, I know Not the well. trick because I'm... No, 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 no. <laughs> but going back to the point, I know yeah. the trick because I know the script because I know how that trick works. But once I tell you the script, you're going to be like, oh, that's actually how it works. But you, in your perspective, you thought that it was... Oh, a, there was one more. One thousand, there was more that, right? made, that sort of led the person to answer that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I think someone's phone is ringing. Oh, that might be mine. Yeah, it's... That's twice in one show. The Siri? Is, 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 is that a personal best? It's <laughs> no. <laughs> my son, Adrian. He calls me constantly. Oh. I'll get back to you, Adrian. But I I turned the phone on to talk to Siri, and it wasn't worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, like, when we, before we got uh, on air, I did a trick where the card ended up in my mouth, right? You did, yeah. And it's funny. I've done that trick for 10 years now. And some people that I haven't seen for, you know, 10 years... And let's say I see them, they're like, oh, my God, do you remember that trick when you when you had the card and it coughed out of my mouth? <laughs> right? uh, and I'm like, yeah. Right? Exactly, <laughs> I go along with it, right? That's exactly but, the way it worked. But, yeah. but, but, but our minds don't remember exactly that it was that it was right. my mouth, John's mouth. But they assume, like, yeah, oh, my God, someone just coughed up the card, right? Yeah. So, again, it kind of goes back to your, your thing that in your perspective, the, the trick was name a number to one a thousand. Right. That's what it looks like. The trick is, I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 1,000, but it has to be a three-digit number, mm -hmm. and all the digits have to be the same. Oh, uh -huh. uh, okay. And yeah. that's the psychology behind it. Because if you think about it, mm -hmm. right, if I say think of a number between 1 and 1,000, okay, now a three-digit number, okay, that's, now it's 100 to 999. And then I say it had, they all have to be di the same digit, right. that's only... One, only two, two three, nine, four, nine, right? Nine numbers, yeah, right? Zero. But yeah. if I say, okay, think of think of a number between one and hundred, it has to be a three-digit number, and they all have to be the same digits. Yeah. By me saying three, me the three. first thing that pops into people's minds is three hundred thirty-three. Oh, I like that. I like that. And that's that's how it, that's how it works. But again, in your perspective, you like name a number between 
one in a thousand, right? And that's how. Try it again. Want to try it again? (laughs) No, but I have a different trick. But that's how magic works. I have a different trick based on the same, somehow based on the same premise. But this this was an accidental trick. So my last name is spelled Y A S. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. And so when when I call to order, thank (laughs) thank you, (laughs) Clyde. I got it right. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. I'm leaving on a high note. No, I, I will call and order a pizza and say, uh, the na- uh, what's the name? It's Yaz, Y-A-S. And they'll say, okay, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And you go to pick it up, and I'm like, and inevitably people, if, if I say the name is Yaz, and they go, uh, we don't have, and I say, oh, well, see if there's anything under was. <laughs> and they'll look, and they'll go, yeah. It is under was. I guess we must have got it wrong. Like, how did you know we wrote was? And I'm like, yeah, magic, whatever. Yeah. But for some reason, it that's that there's a hitch in people's mind that when I say yes, y a s, when they hear we, the best theory we have is when they hear me sp- uh, spell it and I say the letter y, they are thinking about the word y for some reason and they start mm. writing the word y, which begins with a w. Yeah. And then they get sidetracked and they just hear the a s and they just finish up and <laughs> they yeah, call no, it a day. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, that's a good one. Yeah. There's another one yeah. Blaine does that does something that uh, is something like okay, think of a number between like fifty and a hundred, but um, oh, I got different it, right? digits. I got it, right? and, uh, go ahead, do it. So uh, we'll see if I can do it again. Show again. It I haven't done this trick, so I I, I could be way off here. Uh, think of a number between uh, one and fifty. Both digits have to be different digits, mm-hmm. and they both have to be odd digits. Okay? You got it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You think of 37? No. No? 57. 13? No. Oh, what was it? 19. 19. Okay, okay. So so huh. if you do, if you ask people... <laughs> Did that work? No, I didn't. No, I, I, mean, so, did I follow the rules? So I want to make sure no, I you follow the rules. Great. Okay. I, just, I just don't do that trick, but a lot of times people will pick 37. Right. Uh, I don't know why, but it just, that's just like, like if I said name a number, think of a number between one and 10, mm-hmm. people think of seven or four. Right. Uh, it just, it just, yeah. our right. brains work that way. Um, so again, the, I don't do that trick in my show where I would have got it wrong. You so know? <laughs> so David, practice. David yeah. Blaine and maybe <laughs> others do this other stuff. Well, Blaine now is famous for the, the, what he, I think would admit is, is not magic. It, it's, it's more like performance or something where he, you know, suspends himself in ice mm-hmm. above Times Square or buries himself under, you know, uh, four feet of plexiglass in the in the ground in Las Vegas or whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about that so, kind of magic or whatever you want to call it? Yeah. So when I did a lot of research on creativity and perception and team building, a lot of the people I interviewed were professional magicians. And one of the one person I interviewed, um, so I actually flew out to L.A. and I spent like uh, a few weeks out there just just living in and analyzing how these magicians think and how do they make an idea come to life. And I actually, so another place I went to was New York. So I met this guy named Doug McKenzie. And Doug McKenzie is David Blaine's like right-hand man. So he helps David Blaine create a lot of material. So oh, I thought he was Bob McKenzie's brother, brother up yeah. in the Great Right North. <laughs> Take off, eh? Yeah, there you go. Sorry, that that's, proves that Klein and I are older than no, you. That's all good. The, the stupid uh, SCTV that's bit. <laughs> go ahead, Doug uh, McKenzie. Yeah, so, Doug McKenzie. so I was talking to Doug and I said, you know, we're, when you were working with David Blaine, you know, what, how does his thought process go? You know, how does he think? And he says, he says, David doesn't want to do a trick. He wants it to be real. So yeah. when he's, when David's coughing up frogs or freezing himself or holding his breath underwater, he doesn't want there to be a trick. He wants to push his body to actually do that. So, so now knowing that when I watch him perform, a lot of a lot of people say, "Oh, it's a magic trick or something like that." Where 
as a magician, then knowing kind of that background of him, I'm like, wow, like that's really that's really fascinating. Like you know, when he he was on the Fallon show, he does it actually. I, I met him and I was at a show and he coughs up frogs. I saw show. that one. Yeah. 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 And he the frog was really in there. He yeah. He wanted to learn how to swallow a frog. A live frog. Yeah. Keep it in his belly and cough it up whenever he wants. Yeah. So. <laughs> Right? right? Yeah, because yeah. who doesn't want to do that? Right? So it's, but it's, <laughs> so it's magic, but it's not a trick. It's ma- so it's it's real, but, Semantics, it, yeah. but it, it could be there could be a method behind it. I, mm, I don't know mm, now, right, you know, right. which is which is really well. It's a trick. It's a yeah. trick in the same way that you know how do you how do you do that trick where you you flip like ten nickels or twenty nickels off of your elbow into your hand. There might mm. be a quote unquote a trick to it, but you're what you're seeing is re- kind of what you get. Yeah. And I, I think with Blaine, he's blurred the lines because with the frog, yeah, I think people looking at it go, nah, the, there must have been, he must have somehow turned away and got that mm-hmm. frog in there or something. And the what's interesting about it is he, he will talk about it. He'll say, no, it's not a trick. He, he bangs a steel nail through his hand and then will tell you afterwards, there's a hole in my hand. You just can't see it. Because it, this is true, I think. Yeah, it, yeah Because yeah. it took years, but I, I bored a hole into my Yeah. <laughs> because who wouldn't want to do that? Right. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like so much fun. Yeah. No, but And then the, there's something else he does, like dislocating his leg or something. I don't know. But but um, so I, I guess what you seem to be saying, it's all fair and entertainment and it's just different stuff. I think right? as long as the you people don't, You don't have a desire to uh, bang a nail through your hand, do you? Because I've got it. Well, in now, the back now you're having me think of ideas <laughs> now. <you know? laughs> I think as long as people are entertained, I think that's really all that matters. And it depends yeah. what. I think a lot of magicians have different goals when performing magic. You know, some magicians want to be more of a David Blaine approach. We say, "Oh my God, let's just and have people squirm you know, yeah. as you're watching the show." Where where my approach to magic is saying, "If I can do the impossible, why can't you?" Yeah, that's my hope. Impossible is just a word. I want people to leave my show saying. Wow, like I thought I couldn't run this 5K race, you know, but if John can do that, okay, maybe I can actually do it. Or maybe I, maybe that next day they say, you know what, I will ask for that promotion or I will ask that girl out, you know, yeah. and kind of overcoming that fear of thinking, it's like, oh no, I, I, I won't be able to do that. So that's why I want people to leave my show um, feeling that way. So I don't use, again, I don't use magic to fool people or trick people. I use magic as a way to, to help people look at things from a different perspective where other, some, some other magicians, want you know i i know a few magicians who are really funny in their 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 comedy magicians and they have an hour show but when you look back on it they only perform like four or five tricks mm. you know and they're just have, just telling jokes the whole time and telling stories but they're really entertaining well what's his name uh, like know? pendulette for example is just yeah. an interesting guy yeah. i mean I've, I've i've listened i've listened to him on several podcasts and will always listen to him because yeah. he's just very well spoken interesting mm-hmm. thoughtful well read um and all that and yeah. so yeah he he can vamp in between the bits and he keeps you interested exactly right? yeah. yeah so just every magician has a different goal and I think what a lot of problems that magicians have and companies do this as, as well it's called it's called the benchmark benchmarking curse which means that when so for instance if I have uh, if I see a magician perform something on stage. I'm not going to take that routine and take it word for word and adapt it into my show. And that's what a lot of magicians do because they think it's going to get that same reaction. Mm -hmm. And then benchmarking curse is taking what other people are doing that maybe a rival or maybe someone that's doing something similar to you and taking that same strategy and applying it to your own show. Mm. But they don't, there's, then they say, wait, why didn't I get that laugh? Yeah. But because it doesn't, it's, it's not your own style. You don't own it. You know, you know, it's, you don't understand the little 
the little things that make it funny. Maybe you don't have that personality right. or something like that. And that's what a lot of magicians, unfortunately, do. Um, that's why there are no comedian cover bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right, right. Right, that's exactly what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what like I, Rosie O'Donnell. She admits this. She when she went out the first time, like stand up, she started doing like Jerry Seinfeld and George Carlin jokes, and people mm. like, well, wait a minute, those are other people's jokes. She goes, yeah, so what? I was just performing them. Yeah, you know. But like, but she can't no. say it the way that right. they they can and, say and it. it. It's it's all about right. personality, right? So a lot of magicians, they'll say, "Ooh, I like that trick. I'm just gonna take it and put it in my show," and doesn't get the best reaction. They all they always ask why. So. Whenever uh, Stathi, my consultant, and I, when we think of when we think of ideas, what we tend to do is, if I have a really cool idea in my head and say, "Wow, this would be really cool," and I know the method of how to do it, but I'm, what I when I call them up, I say, "Okay, imagine you're in the audience, and this is this is what you see." I don't tell them the script. I don't tell them the presentation. I just say, "Okay," like for instance, the trick that we did here. I say, "Okay, imagine if my back was turned, they took out a card, and I knew what and I knew what card they were thinking of, right?" And I don't give the presentation all because I don't want him to be influenced by any of my thoughts. And I think a lot of magicians are, are, influenced, are influenced by other people and they don't take that and they say, oh, I liked his messaging or something like that. And they'll take yeah. that and they'll just write it after the end right. of the show. And it's a lot of companies and leaders do that too. And it's really unfortunate that a lot of, a lot of companies are saying, okay, no, we can't think of a strategy for this marketing campaign. Oh, well, Okay, well, what did our competitors? Ooh, that that worked. Let's just do this. And right. Let's do this. And they don't realize that everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. and they have to analyze why did that strategy work for that type of person, right. not okay because it worked for them, it's going to work for me. And you know, I've I've said jokes on stage that I thought were funny, and, and I didn't get a laugh, right? And the other way around, and I would say something off the cuff, and people would laugh and say, "Okay, that's weird," because I'm just being myself. Okay, I'm going in to integrate yeah. that into my show now, right? So and by it, the way, if you yeah. told it the same exact joke the next night, it might kill. It yeah, might, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's but, so but, it's, but right. it's it's funny. Uh, there's a technique th uh, that I teach. It's called uh, change one word to emphasize on one word. Mm. So, so let's say like a magician's perspective. I think you you uh, talked about this beforehand. Mm. That uh, there's a trick I do in my show where I take a deck of uh, have someone take out a card, they sign it. Uh, there's a little coffee cup on stage. I take the deck in the audience. I throw it at the coffee cup, and their car gets stuck inside the coffee cup. So if I condense it into a few words, it's card to cup, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just change one word. Rather than card to cup, why don't I do uh, card to wall? So their card gets stuck on the wall. Okay. Mm. Rather than card to wall, why don't I do card in wall? Okay, their card gets stuck inside the wall. Okay. Rather than card in wall, why don't I do phone in wall? Mm -hmm. So what if I took That's your phone and it disappeared, all of a sudden end up, end up inside the wall? So rather than... And, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, the same thing. Instagram, if you condense their business model, it's unlimited photo time, right? Well, Snapchat came around and said, well, rather than unlimited photo time, why don't we just do limited photo time? Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. Snapchat right there. Mm -hmm. And look how successful they've been. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it kind of goes back to the whole presentation I was saying where... <laughs> it's genius if you can pull it off. It's right? like, yeah. it's like uh, there was a... It might have been Nike or shoe company who like the, the business strategy was like... Um, make it more expensive than it normally would because then people know it's special or yeah. or they convinced and just uh, just as, as a gratuitous um as a gratuitous uh, slap at our commander in chief when Donald Trump owned the USFL's New Jersey Generals yep. supposedly supposedly Herschel Walker well he yeah he got hit Herschel Walker and he got do you remember who the QB was Doug Flutie sorry I didn't <laughs> want to I didn't give you a chance to answer that <laughs> but um he uh 
he signed Flutie. It was fleeting because the league failed and everything. Quick, yeah. But according to Bob Wolf, his agent, it's a self-serving story, he was able to get the contract up for Flutie because once he became the highest paid quarterback in professional football, that became the story. And that's publicity that you couldn't, mm. you could, is priceless. And so all of a sudden, Flutie's getting paid some exorbitant amount. Mm. So, yeah, if you can, if you can, um, I think that's where you kind of were going with that. Yeah, well, depending upon how you twist it. Exactly. And it kind of goes back to like that joke thing that you were talking about where, you know, one show, uh, maybe I'll say, please take any card you'd like. Right. And then the next night I'll be like, okay, let's see if this. Okay. Please take any card you'd like. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the same sentence. But what word am I emphasizing on? And how does, does that impact the audience perspective of what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Right. Or please take any card. Right. Is that going to get a funny little smirk compared to if I say, please take any card. Right. Mm. It's the same sentence. But what <laughs> word am I emphasizing on? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's the same thing with people who tell jokes. You could have the best joke in the world. But if you're not emphasizing on that punchline, if you could be one word or the other and that emphasis, uh, emphasis, emphasis, emphasis. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Right. On that one word. Emphasis. On the emphasis. Emphasis. Right. Right. Emphasis. Um, this is the irony because I'm doing right now. Right. Uh, you know, it, it could it could either make or break the whole routine. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. reminded of the scene in Groundhog Day where uh, Bill Murray is wooing Andy McDowell, and beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he's finally learned enough. Uh, repeating the same day over again, he's learned enough about her to think he's going to get her into bed, and and then one of the days, all his little stick, he's kind of hurrying through it, so he's do he thinks he's saying he all the same. Right? Yeah, yeah, he he thinks he's <laughs> saying all the things he said last night, and like, yeah. oh, oh, look, there's a bunch of kids throwing snowballs at us. Isn't that charming? And he's, right, he thinks yeah, it's yeah. gonna work again, and she's just looking at him like he's crazy because right. he's altered it just enough so it yeah, changed her. Yeah, great, great example. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. exactly what like salespeople should be doing as well. Like every time you're ta you're interacting with someone, you're probably most likely you're kind of giving the same pitch per se right? right but can you what if you emphasize on one word compared to another word is that going to make a difference right it, it might you mm. know it really really might yeah so. well we're up against the clock we could talk i could talk magic all day but john duke <laughs> logan thanks for being here man i hope yeah. you had fun we yeah, had we had fun me. and michael klein you were okay <laughs> you do, you're okay. No, well, I'm getting, that means I'm getting better. You, you know, <laughs> there that's, you go. That's right. And just remember, nothing's impossible, uh, Kleino. So <laughs> you could one day become as as charming and handsome as me. Uh, sure maybe so. some things are impossible. No, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, John Duke Logan, the, the book, by the way, is The Perfect Illusion Life. And I can't wait to read it. I just have a copy here, so I'm not a magical speed reader. Haven't read it yet. But um, and if people, so people hire you to do keynote speeches, mm -hmm. and and also uh, companies hire you, for yeah, corporate training sort of thing. Yeah. So I do. So you can hire me just for magic. You just get a just for entertainment purposes, um, or you can do a lot of creativity keynotes. Um, I call it you know, ed edutainment. I think you kind of pitched mm, yeah. me that like line. It. Yeah. So you're educating through entertainment. Love it. Uh, and you get to learn how to look at challenges from a different perspective. Some of the strategies I talked about today are kind of in integrated in that as well. But I use magic as a metaphor. So I get everyone involved. I get people on stage. You got to have a fun time. You're but you're walking away learning different exercises, different strategies that you can use in your next team meetings to really, really nail down that marketing campaign or really think of a new product or service that can stand up from your competition. So, yeah, I, I do corporate meetings i do workshops trainings to entrepreneurship events leadership conferences all that type of stuff yeah john logan.com yep yeah can you tell us a story about your middle name in the in 90 seconds or less uh yeah so my middle name is duke 
D-U-K-E. Yeah. And it was my grandfather's uh, nickname. So his real name was Russell, but everyone called him Duke. I thought you were going to say it was John Wayne. John, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would have worked. No. But, uh, but yeah, so it was funny. Everybody so, called him Duke. Uh, yeah, right? so. But it became your actual middle name. Yeah. Yep. So it was. So my real name is John Duke Logan, and people always say, "Was oh, that a stage name? Is that a real name?" Mm-hmm. I say, "It's a, it's a, it's my real name, but I use it as my stage mm-hmm. name because if you Google John Logan Magic, uh, well, a few years ago there was a very famous director in Hollywood whose name is John Logan, mm-hmm. and his big hit was about magic. <laughs> oh, so, so no one really? could find me online. So I talked to people, and they're like, "Wow, Duke is really. You should definitely use Duke." So I said, "Okay, I'll just use Duke." So that's that's kind of so I kind of use that as just to differentiate myself because John Logan is a very common name. Yeah. So I used the Duke to just kind of, you know, stand out a little bit. And then he yeah. discovered John Duke Logan is a porn star in Silicon Valley. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. No, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> um, so j- and go to the website JohnDukeLogan.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah Sorry, yeah. it's not a porn site, people. <laughs> there are still a few websites that aren't porn sites. <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, thank you for being here, John. It was awesome. Uh, you can come back anytime with new tricks, and maybe we can. Le- so I get there are tricks actually in the book. Yeah, you know, the, learn a couple things. Yep, in the book you can buy it on my website, and you get to learn twenty tricks. Some tricks are harder than others. Some are beginner tricks. Some are expert tricks. But I uh, get to learn 20, uh, 20 tricks, and it's kind of a little philosophical book as well. So you get to learn how to uh, how to be a little bit more creative. So. I love it. You're the magician who doesn't want to do tricks in a matter of speaking. You can use that one for free. Because you yeah. said that a couple of times, I don't want to trick people. I don't want to no, trick people. No, hold on. Yeah. You might want to do tricks. You don't want to trick people. Mm-hmm. You want to inspire them. Yep. All right. Use all that for free. I mean, I mean just please get up. <laughs> keep awesome. doing it. <laughs> Best half hour you ever spent. Great. Kleiner. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Klein. Yeah. John Duke Logan. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to our sponsor, U.S. Postal Service. USPS.com slash careers is the website. And if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, colleague, or someone you want to amaze and provide mystique and magic in their lives. You can do it, too, because, of course, nothing is impossible. You know what else? But except for maybe ending this friggin' podcast. I can't stop talking! <laughs> Too many coffees today! Nothing is impossible. I'm going to end the podcast now on behalf of John and Kleino. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Thank you, everybody. You must be the other guy. Against your belly button. It's that kind of show? (laughs) 